Maryville University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G built right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big city lifestyle, small school feel, first-class hockey experience. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in hockey fans, particularly club hockey fans, as this is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from uh, cloudy, humid, uh, warm, uh, almost rainy uh, <laughs> Plano, Texas, as uh, we're about halfway, well, not halfway, we're about a quarter of the way through the uh, the uh, IIHF U18 World Championships being played right here in Plano and Frisco, Texas. <clears throat> My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, will be joining me in just a couple of minutes. He's on location in Bakersfield tonight for us. Uh, doing a little Bakersfield Condors and Henderson Silver Knights road action. So Marsh on the road, as the hashtag is, uh, will be joining me very, very shortly. But as I mentioned, this is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. This is where we talk ACHA hockey. I, I hate using the word club because it doesn't really uh, pertain to the hockey action you see on the ice. But unfortunately, we can't use the uh, ACHA podcast because there is one of those or several of those. So we will go by the uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly hashtag, and we'll tell you that we do cover all of the WCHL right now, which includes all the teams west of the Mississippi almost, and uh, probably south of mm, Utah, uh, Colorado area. But if you need to know all that, go to your geography map, go to the website, and uh, check out all the uh, schools that we cover. Okay, while we wait for Stephen to join us, I will tell you that uh, we are just over a week ago now. We crowned a champion in the ACHA, the Adrian Bulldogs. Uh, the head coach, Gary Estalis, is going to join us next Wednesday. He wanted to join us this Wednesday, but um, he had a little something called a team banquet he had to take care of. So I, I told him, you take care of your guys, Gary, celebrate that great win, and then uh, we'll talk about... Uh, We'll talk about the national championship with you next week. So I know things have been crazy up there. I know they have a championship gear that they're starting to put out right now. And congratulations again to the Bulldogs. They, they got through a, a tournament. They got through COVID. They were able to uh, make it home safely. So uh, uh, all in all, um, for this year, uh, <laughs> pretty successful uh, season to be able to crown a champion. So, okay, so that wraps that up. Okay, let's talk about what's going on in the future. We have some uh, all-tournament team uh, selections that have been announced um, from the uh, the good folks over at the ACHA. Um, the uh, all-tournament team for the uh, men's Division One, the tournament that I was at for the entire time, folks, from start to finish, uh, looks like this. At the forward position, Drew Carter from Minot State, uh, forward Austin Kuhn from Adrian College, uh, forward Emmanuel Silverio from Adrian College, defenseman Daniel Stone from Adrian College, and uh, defenseman Paul O'Connor from Minot State University. The goalie was Chad Duran from Minot State. I know you're going to say it, folks, so let me get this out right here and right now. The Adrian College goaltender Michael Barrett was named the most valuable player of the tournament, so he holds down that spot, and that allows them to give another spot away on the all-tournament teams. 
The second team all tournament went to uh, Quinn Ryan from Liberty University, uh, forward Philip Schultz from Indiana Tech, and forward and captain Blake Fournier from Minot State. Um, defenseman, and I'm sorry, Vitaly, I'm going to get this messed up. I know it right from the start from Liberty University, Vitaly Novoteskiskai, and um, defenseman Alex Potter from Indiana Tech, and goaltender Bryson Lindenberg from Indiana Tech. So that rounds out the Division I uh, champions. I think my, my co-host has arrived safely in Bakersfield, California. So, Stephen Marsh, welcome into the show. Well, thank you, Scott. Yes, Marsh on the Road uh, Adventures uh, uh, started back up. Uh, you know, you've been on the roads for so long, and I'm now on the road for a day, and uh, just arrived here at the arena, I think. I'm, hopefully I'm in the right parking lot, but I'll, I'll, I'll wait for confirmation from the uh, PR guy from the Condors. But, but in the meantime, I'm sitting here and happy to be on with you on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Okay, so I, I gave a little introduction. I told about uh, getting the uh, ACHA National Tournament completed. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I was there from the first puck drop till the lights were turned out uh, on the last night. So um, it, it just again, congratulations to Adrian College for getting it done. I know it wasn't an easy pass, pass for anybody, um, but just to, to stay COVID safe and get all the way through and win a championship is saying something, right? Yeah, I mean, that was my hope from the beginning. I said, you know, if we can get through the tournament, we can get a champion crowned. We can have uh, these these all teams be announced from the tournament. Uh, then it was a successful season in my books. Obviously, you would have loved to have everybody be able to have a chance to play this season and and everybody have a chance to compete. But but despite everything that's gone on the last year, in fact, the last year we didn't have a tournament. Now this year, we were able to have uh, this version of the tournament. Then uh, that's a success in my book. Well, as I also told folks, I am still in uh, Frisco, Texas. I guess I'm technically in Plano right now, but um, Plano and Frisco has been a home of the uh, IIHF U18 World Championships, and um, boy, have I seen some good action. Steve and I debated yesterday whether I went to yesterday's game because uh, I thought, you know, U.S., Germany, it's going to be a, a cakewalk. I don't know. i got a show to do. Maybe I won't go. But boy, oh boy, was I happy I went. Because that first game between uh, Russia and Finland was phenomenal. I mean, the, the Finns outshot them almost 2-1 to one the entire game. But the Russians had the lead 3-1 to one with about three minutes or so to go in the game. Um, and just shortly before that, maybe at the five-minute mark before the end of the game, five or six minutes, um, there was a, a serious injury that involved about a 10-15 minute delay of taking the uh, player off the ice. I think he is okay because he was moving his extremities and I haven't heard anything today on it. So, But, but they took all precautions as they should. They took him off the ice um, by stretcher. And uh, when they got back on the ice and got into play, it was like Team Finland decided they needed to play for this kid. And, and they did, boy. They came out storm and they scored twice in the last three minutes and something to send the game to overtime. Then in overtime, listen to this, if you believe it, the uh, the Russians took two separate penalties and gave the Finns a four-on-three twice for two full minutes. Now, keep in mind, the overtime's only five minutes, so the Russians were only able to play about a minute of actual uh, overtime with a uh, at even strength. Still no score. They go to the shootout. It's a five sh- five-man shootout. Um, and the Finnish goaltender stopped every one of the Russian st- stop, uh, shots. And uh, Finland scores twice, and they win the game. And I'm going like, wow. I mean, if I hadn't been here for this one, I would have been kicking myself. So what a way to go to lead up to the, uh, the USA game. Yeah, aren't you glad you went to that game? Because uh, <laughs> the fact that you debate, But why, why ever, if you have a chance to check out a hockey game, you should more than likely... Take out, take an opportunity to check out hockey. For the most part, okay. it's going to be exciting. Okay, okay. time out. Time out. <laughs> you know how many hockey games I've seen in the last. Uh, let's see, it's the twenty what eighth today. Uh, I left on the fifth, so in the last yeah. twenty three days, <laughs> I have seen so many hockey games. Yeah. And and like I said, uh, I probably would not have gone had the Americans beat the Russians. They were up five to one early in the second period on Monday night. And I thought, oh, Americans are so much better than everybody here. And I can't see the, the group A group, 
uh, players and teams because they're in another rink in Plano where you can't get in. So mm-hmm. I haven't been able to see Canada, who just whitewashed Sweden yesterday, 12-2 to two or something like that. Um, so I thought, you know what? I don't need to go Wednesday night. I'm going to be there again. I mean, Tuesday night. I'm going to be there again Thursday, and I'm going to be there again Saturday. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I won't go. But but then at the last minute, I said something told me I had to go. And, boy, was I happy I went. And then Team USA comes on the ice, and they take care of uh, Germany. It wasn't easy, but they did come away with a 5-3 win. And lo and behold, now they're ahead of the Russians, <laughs> which I didn't think could ever happen. But oh. anyway. That, wow. That's where we're at. <laughs> you just, you've just had so many great uh, experiences in Germany. I'm just, I hope to see a good game here, which I'm sure it will be. I'm, I'm on the road for a, for a day, and of course you've been on the road for almost a month now, and <laughs> and it's not over with yet. And uh, and uh, it's, you know, it's just so much going on right now. It's it's really amazing to to think, you know, we, the ACH the ACHA season just ended, uh, the AHL season's you know getting towards the end of the regular season. We don't know about a playoff situation yet for that. You're watching that UA tournament. Um, the NHL, of course, is towards the end of the regular season there. So there's just so much going on right now. Well, and, and, and let yeah. me tell you this, Stephen. The point of me going on the road for this was a to build our brand, uh, but b to also compare hockey, right? So let let me just recap because we don't have a lot to talk about right now. We're going to have Nick Raboni coming on from the. Uh, UNLV Rebel team, and you're going to talk a little bit about what you saw in what I thought was a great thing about staying relevant and honoring the seniors in a little bit. But um, before we get to that, I want to tell you about this road trip. Uh, it started on April 5th. April 7th, I saw USHL All-Stars against the U.S. Uh, national team, most of which are on the under-18 team. I saw them play up in uh, Canton, Michigan. Then on April 8th, I drove down and saw the uh, Frozen Four, the first semifinals, and then on the 10th, I saw the championship game. And from there, I drove back um, to Colorado, and I saw two AHL games and did a feature at the Air Force Academy and went down to see our friends at NCHC. Um, Then I came back to St. Louis for the ACHA tournament, and then from St. Louis, I ventured down to uh, Plano, where I've been since uh, last Thursday night. But the thing that I want to make a point on, what I what I wanted to do was not only build the brand, but also compare hockey levels, because that's pretty much all we cover up to the NHL, right? And we know what the NHL is. It's awesome hockey. So what I've seen, Stephen, is um, a real growth all the way across all levels. And I think the levels are tightening up. Uh, by that, I mean I think the best ACHA teams could maybe uh, play uh, some of the NCAA teams. I think the best NCAA team could maybe challenge um, that that a- AHL level. Uh, we know the AHL guys, if they're playing their best, can can challenge for a spot on an NHL team. So I want to see what these under-18s are doing. Now, I think these under-18s, which are almost all kids that are draft eligible, not all because some of them are a year younger, but um, most of them are draft eligible. And like on Team USA's case, everybody except the goaltenders are already committed to colleges. So to, to wrap this all up into a bow, this whole road trip has been about experiencing how good the hockey is at all these different levels. And I don't think you can I, – I know you can't. I know you can't see it on video. I know you can't see it on TV. You have to experience the little things that I've been able to experience. So very, very thankful that I was able to be out here and do that. And I think um, – you know, I thank you and Paul and, and everybody in Terry that's been holding down the fort to make sure that uh, everything keeps going smoothly as I try to throw as many pictures and tweets at you guys as I can. But um, so that was the idea behind it. Your thoughts? No, I think it's been I think it's great. I mean, you know, you're able to do this. And and yeah, I think that the, the, the comparison of the hockey of the different levels is maybe not as far as a comparison as is as, as far of a range as maybe it once was it seems like it's it's a little bit closer uh, comparison in regards to you know ua or you know the junior hockey to you know acha nca hockey and then nhl you know pro levels um you know it, it, one was like wide ranging better than the other but it seems like it's gotten to be real closer together in regards to the skill level and that just shows you how good the players are in their development now and how early they develop and and how well they can can get get there, and you know, not everybody that has the um, passion to play 
or has the has the um, drive to play is going to end up in the NHL. But you know, for a lot of players, that's there's there's an opportunity. But there's there's opportunities in a lot of levels to play, and um, you know, and I think it's just great that there's there's so much out there um, that people want to make hockey a, a you know their, their their career and and uh, and play this great sport. Especially here in the states, because it's it, we've seen how big it is in Canada. It's always been huge there, but yeah. but to see the growth of it in the United States and and the other place. I mean, you're watching the world thing and, and other places in the world where it's it's pretty huge too. And 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 really is truly a global sport, hockey, and and, and really in the states too, because you know hockey has kind of gotten this this level. But I, I think about the deal that the NHL just signed with with new TV contracts, and you think you know they're trying. You know, NBC did a great job of building the NHL on that level. Well, now. You know, the, it's gotten to a point where now ESPN and, and, and Turner Sports is, is, is interested and, and they've put their, putting money into hockey and, and wanting to broadcast NHL games. So that just shows you how, how popular that hockey has become. And, and, and certainly at the NHL level, but it certainly trickles down to, to the different levels. Okay, and I also missed one. Uh, Friday, I'm going over to see the Allen Americans of the ECHL. That's right, another level of, another level of hockey. The AA level, level lower than the AHL. To, to the Wichita, to, they're going to play the Wichita Thunder, and if uh, Vegas fans are listening, they'll know the uh, social media director for the Wichita Thunder is Megan Edmonds, the uh, UNLV grad that spent some time with the UNLV hockey team and spent a year, I think, interning with the Golden Knights that very first year. So, um, you know, I asked Megan if she was going to be down for this, but apparently with COVID, they're not even sending their broadcasters on the road. So, uh, no, she, she said she'll be doing it safely from her couch in her living room and tweeting out as many things as she can. So the, the advent of technology has been uh, incredible, especially during this pandemic. But um, so, so there's that. The, the other comment I want to make, and then, and then we'll move on to talk a little UNLV hockey here in a minute. But the, the thing that I want to uh, touch on is I was surprised when I'd been to Dallas a couple of times before, but when I came to Dallas this time, I hadn't been here in years and I was shocked to see all the great hockey. I mean, don't get me off on a tangent about the football stuff (laughs) because that's, that's off the charts, but the hockey stuff, uh, you go to Allen, beautiful facility in Allen for the Americans, uh, about 6,000 seats, something like that. I'll, I'll get more details on Friday when I do the, what drives you, but, uh, beautiful facility there. You go to Plano and you see a beautiful facility there, albeit small and not a lot of seats, but nice facility. Uh, you go to Frisco and you look at the Comerica uh, Center where I've been at for the last you know four days or whatever. Um, Comerica Center is beautiful. It's the home practice home of the Dallas Stars up in uh, in Frisco, and uh, it's been just really incredible. And then. I haven't even touched on the AHL affiliate that's down in Austin, the Texas Stars, or, uh, of course, the Dallas Stars themselves. So hockey is booming down here. Yeah, and we should mention that the where, you, where you've been watching those games was where the, the ACHA tournament was in 2019. And it was supposed to, be, of course, be there in 2020, but then COVID. But, but that was where the, the ACHA tournament was in 2019 was down there at the, in, in Frisco, Texas, and the Dallas Stars facilities down there. So there's our tie back again to, to our show here. Okay, before we jump into uh, your opportunity to watch uh, the game last Friday night at uh, City National, um, tell us a little bit about this Utah hockey thing. Do you have that up in front of you, or do you want me to go over a little bit? No, I have it here. Um, okay. You know, we, we, Yeah, I have it here. Hold on, let me get it. Let, let me start um, with the word relevant. Yeah, relevant exactly right, and and you know we we know that UNLV does a great hockey tournament, uh, golf tournament, um, fundraiser that they do in the in the late summer there as the season gets ready to start. Uh, Utah, um, and, and this is not new for them. This is their eleventh annual, but this is um, their eleventh annual Utah hockey fundraising golf tournament at uh, Stonebridge uh, Golf Club there in uh, in Salt Lake City. Um, so. Or it's actually West Valley, Utah, which is right, right in the yeah, just the suburb, su- right? su- suburb of Salt Lake. Yeah, so it's um it's going to take place on August twenty first at one uh, thirty in the afternoon, and um, it's going to be fifty four teams of three, and uh, there's some prizes, of course, um, and sponsorships are available. So I know you sponsorship with the UNLV one, maybe <laughs> you want to get a sponsorship for the for the Utah one and and spend a weekend in Salt Lake. But yeah, it's it's uh 
it's a good thing. Obviously, you want to stay relevant, and obviously, things like this help you raise money for for your program. And and, and Utah hockey is uh, another thing that you know it's going to be exciting to watch because in addition to this, they also announced that they just started a Division Two team that's going to start playing the ACHA Division Two in addition to their Division One team. So there's going to be a, a lot of a lot of hockey to follow there too. But well, there's a couple things different about this. I want to throw this out there because you and I were at the uh, UNLV fundraiser golf tournament. But uh, this one is a three-man, and they're using a 27-hole uh, Scottish Lynx-style golf course. So they're going to have 27 holes instead of 18, which means that they can put 54 teams out there, which just means more revenue for them, more players, right. uh, more eyeballs, if you will. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be kind of cool. They've got some really fun things that they're going to do with it. they got some contests out there that they want to do. They have a, a pink ball challenge, which I have no idea what that is. They have a marshmallow drive, uh, shoot on the goalie. I mean, they have all kinds of stuff that they're going to do to make it unique. So, once again, kudos to ACHA teams that make themselves relevant because without relevancy, boy, oh, boy, uh, it, it's difficult. So, so shout out to Utah for, for doing that. Um, they are part of the WCHL now, so of course they will be in our coverage area and we'll be doing some features with them. And then speaking of relevancy, you had a chance to see the uh, what I thought was really cool because a lot of seniors didn't get to experience senior night because there were no season for them. Um, tell us about what UNLV did, and if you haven't seen Steven's video, uh, get on the website, get on our YouTube channel at Icetime SW and see the great job that he did visiting with, uh, what did you get, six out of the eight seniors, which, my God, that's... That's doing really well because those guys scatter. When they come out of the locker room, they go different directions. So kudos to you for getting six. Well, yeah, I, I was not that far away from their locker room. So as they were coming off or coming coming out, I was trying to grab as many as I could. As you said, I got six of the eight. Did, did not get to Jake Sachs and uh, Orion Linehan. So, um, you know, the, they've, and their contributions to the program have been, been huge, of course, for Jake Sachs more so because he's been with the program longer, but, but certainly Orion Linehan as well. But uh, but yeah, it was a it was a great a great event. You know, it was so it was so great to for them to be able to put that on. Yeah, because a lot of the seniors, obviously, and all these teams didn't have a chance to to have a senior season, and so when you're able to to do something like this, and that they're able to do something like this, it was just great great job by uh, by Nick Raboni, who we're gonna have on here shortly, and Anthony Vigneri Greener and, and the UNLV hockey staff to 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 come up with this idea to to do this and. And and to be able to give a, a way to honor the the seniors, um, a, a proper proper send off, not proper as best as they could do it. But obviously, proper would be to be able to play, but but at least be able to play against each other and and play with some of the still going to be on the team UNLV Rebel players and and I'm sure some upcoming players and, and certainly and so it's going to be uh, it was a great event, it was a great turnout for what they could have and 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 it was it was uh, it was not a um, a, let's just say it was not a um, like play nice kind of game. There was some banging around, and there was some, there was some, yeah, there was some. I mean, it was pretty. It, it, the teams wanted to win. Whoever side, whoever team you were on, you wanted to win. And of course, you had Nancy Vigneri Greener on one of the benches. You had Nick Ravoni on the other bench. So you knew they're as competitive as both of those guys are. You, you knew that they wanted their guys to win. So um, it was two, essentially two halves. It was a 25-minute half, and it was a 20-minute second half, uh, running time basically until you got to towards the end of the game, but. But yeah, it was great. Um, uh, you joined, and and one of the great moments uh, was the, was in the shootout. Actually, went to a shootout, believe it or not. And two two great moments. First, Eric Williams had a hat trick, so that was that was nice. really impressive. That was <laughs> and, sweet. I saw that. Yeah, and then in 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 the shootout, Jake Sachs with this <laughs> wonderful goal to uh, to win it, and they all go and mob him afterwards. Such a great okay. moment, and even even got tweeted out, and uh, and John Butchergrass of ESPN, uh, uh, you know, gave him gave the team some love for that. So that was that was kind of cool too. They have some national recognition. I, I've heard you say that on the shows this week. I've listened to a few of them, so um, it's been it's really impressive, and it's it's right relevant for sure. And and they they certainly did a good job of doing that uh, last Friday. Okay, you didn't you didn't sell that enough. Let me tell you what I saw in that. Jake Sachs takes his his. his it was not a big. Wasn't a big deal, Scott. It wasn't. Nah, it was not. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, he takes the puck at center ice for a shootout attempt. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's going to be one of Jake Sachs's. Uh, what what do they call him? Sexy Saxy uh, was going to make one yeah. of those moves. And, yeah. and he he gets out about thirty feet from the goaltender and just winds up a slap shot and blows it over his shoulder, almost through the net. Okay, now that was fun, and the crowd went crazy, and like you said, his teammates mobbed him. 
But what that did on social media was go nuts. I mean, it yes. went all over the East Coast, Central, all levels of hockey. We're talking about, you mentioned John Buchigras, uh retweeted it. Um, and everybody was saying at that point that the, the chatter, and I, I asked Nick about this, and I'll ask him when we get him on too, but um, the, the pressure coming from everywhere was like, when is NCAA hockey going to land in Vegas? Because they are ready, folks. They are ready. Did you see this senior night? They're ready for it. And it was kind of funny how that propelled like that, because I don't think I've ever seen an ACHA um, senior night scrimmage turn into that much attention so again the word relevancy and i know nick will tell you that when we talk uh, in just a little bit so let's take a quick break and let's uh, uh hear from some of our partners and then we'll come back and, and talk with uh, nick raboni just uh in about three or four minutes i can't wait to get to las vegas and check out the fortress going to see the golden knights no stopping at jesse ray's barbecue for lunch oh that combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs, I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So when Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning taste. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with Summer Skates. Officially licensed Summer Skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Looking for a big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University could be for you. Playing in the brand new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men compete against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. This year, the D1 men's team will start their third season of competition, adding an ACHA D2 men's team, as well as a new ACHA D1 women's team. All three teams will pull this new sheet, 84,000 square foot arena home, and give any player a varsity level field. Located in the suburbs of St. Louis, Maryville is the second fastest growing private university in the country and offers both a This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. 
your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791 If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. For the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and players are constantly having to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season, that doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories that you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. When looking for a place to continue your education, think of the boxes that Maryville University checks off. Big city access? Maryville is located in the St. Louis suburbs. Small school field? Maryville's average class size is less than 15. Vibrant campus? Maryville is the second fastest growing private university in the country. With over 3,000 undergrad students on campus and more than 10,000 online, Maryville University is able to provide a cutting-edge, robust learning experience for the 21st century. From the sciences to education to business and more, our undergrad and graduate programs encompass individualized, hands-on experience that is truly crafted for today's students. For more information on our campus life programs, admissions, or more, visit our website at maryville.edu. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique ability to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. All right, we're back. Call it or Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's a Wednesday night, folks. Uh, all my nights are starting to run into each other, so um, sometimes I need a calendar just to see if uh, uh, it's the right day or not. <laughs> I guess everybody does that, though, right? Um, Scott Scranty with you from Plano, Texas tonight. My co-host, Stephen Marsh, getting ready uh, at the uh, Bakersfield Condors and Henderson Silver Knights game tonight. He's covering a little AHL action for us on the road. So hashtag Marsh on the road. Check it out. He's uh, He's been to Barstow. He checked into his hotel. Now he's going to be at the game. He'll be tweeting some stuff out. And maybe even later tonight, we'll do a little uh, Instagram Live update on what's going on in the AHL. So keep your uh, eyes and ears peeled for that. As we wait to uh, to hook up with uh, Nick Raboni, uh, the assistant coach at UNLV. 
we'll talk a little bit more of the uh, what's going on in ACHA hockey. As as you know, the season wrapped up, and it's been quite a year for everybody. It's been more than a year now, folks. It's been 14 months or so since all this stuff uh, with COVID kicked into place and, and sent us all crazy. So um, as we talk the club hockey world, uh, the one word that I used all season long was relevant. And I use that because uh, these guys are pay to play. So if you're unfamiliar with ACHA hockey, you have to understand that these kids come on campus. Uh, they paid varied amounts of money depending on their fundraising efforts. Uh, they do fundraise. They uh, get out in the community. They have to be good students. A lot of them uh, will work part-time jobs just to make uh, ends meet. So all of these things come together um, and create an athlete. And uh, what I saw at the national tournament in St. Louis or Chesterfield this year, basically outside of St. Louis was a bunch of athletes that were superior athletes, but really good kids. And I, I can tell a lot by kids if they're eager to come on and do an interview or uh, once they come on and do the interview, how they handle themselves, how they conduct themselves. Uh, I had a chance to be uh, really close to a lot of the guys uh, at the ACHA D1 tournament um, for six days so uh got to know a few of the players got to know a lot of the coaches and there's a passion there and if you think playing club hockey is is playing club hockey it's not i mean the uh, acha is one step below um big time ncaa hockey and some of the teams like lindenwood right now making the jump next year will be a uh uh, hybrid season formal they'll play some ncaa games and some acha games as they prepare to become a full member of the NCAA in two years, they're, um, they're building some rosters. And the point that I'm getting at is uh, there, there's teams that want to beat. I talked with the head coach at uh, Arizona the other day, Chad Berman, and, and he said he'd been watching um, the tape again over and over again of Adrian. He said, you know, I, I have to devise a way to beat these teams because he said, I don't know if I can beat their third and their fourth lines. Um, so, that's the kind of work and preparation that's being put in for these guys to see if they can win that elusive ACHA national tournament, which many have said, including Coach Greg Powers at Arizona State, uh, that it is the most difficult tournament to win in hockey. So, you know, that, that's what they're all after. And one of the guys that's after that is going to join us right now, the assistant coach at UNLV, Nick Ramone, is going to join us. So, uh, Nick, if you're there, hit one of the call-in buttons and, and let's talk some hockey. It's uh, it, it's always great to talk to Nick, and I ran into him in Chesterfield too for a few minutes. So uh, it, it was really fun to uh, to, to talk hockey. But uh, what they did this weekend, the senior scrimmage that we talked about earlier, uh, was really phenomenal. So as we wait to get uh, Nick connected uh, with us on the podcast here, we will um, we'll, we'll, we'll I think. I think we got him. Nick, how are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? <laughs> well, you got me for certain. Steven's trying to get into the Bakersfield Arena as we speak, so uh, he may be in and out with us, but how are you? I'm doing great. No complaints here. All right. So I was just telling everybody and informing uh, our listeners about relevancy is that word that I've been using for 14 months. Uh, you and I talked about it uh, several times, but... Man, kudos to you guys again for being relevant because what you guys did on, on your senior scrimmage was fantastic. So let people know the inside story. How, how good was that for you, the coaches? You know, it really came down to the school uh, giving us the A-OK to do it first. Uh, it was a little late when we got the notice. I think um, maybe, you know, second week of April, they said, hey, you know, if you want to do something for your seniors, you can. Uh, then the rink at the time was allowing – um, I believe, you know, 30% occupancy. So it worked out um, where we were able to kind of string things together pretty quickly, get the seniors going, get them involved, get their parents involved so you could make the trip down. Um, and then, you know, we were excited to just blast it out there via, you know, our social media and whatnot. And obviously Dallas Creel, our social media manager, does a great job with uh, putting content together and everything like that and getting fans excited and I think that helped create a bit of a buzz and, you know, we had about 200 people there and it was just a great way to kind of send our seniors off. 
You know, Nick, I saw clips of that. And uh, if you had 200 people there, they were the loudest 200 I think I've ever heard. And I commented about the 75 people that were there from Adrian at the national championship. And I said, if they had 75 people in that building, they were the loudest 75 I heard. But man, oh man, your fans always bring it. But to have that few people allowed in the building and still be able to put on that kind of atmosphere. And I saw the the, the players getting a chance to get pictures and stuff with uh, their parents. That means a ton, doesn't it? It does, and we have a great fan base. We really do. We we think that our following is very strong. Um, I think the the fans in attendance knew that it was a special night for their our seniors, and they wanted to make it loud as well. Um, really, kind of send them off right. So for us, um, it was just a, a really good way for some closure for them. Um, but when it comes to our fan base, we believe it's second to none in the ACHA. Okay, so I told the listeners a little earlier, I'll give you the recap too, because I don't know if you know fully, but I left uh, Scottsdale on April 5th. It's now April 28th. I haven't been home yet. <laughs> Hopefully I make it home by May 5th. But, but as I make this tour, Nick, there are two reasons I wanted to do it. Um, number one was to get our brand out there, and I think we've been very successful at that. But number two is I wanted to close the gap, or at least see from my own eyes, what the differences were between USHL, US, uh, NDTP, um, NCAA, ACHA, AHL. I'm going to see ECHL this weekend. And then, of course, I'm at the U18 uh, World Championships right now. And my uh, analysis right now, Nick, is that things are really tightening up. I mean, the players at all levels from 18 to 25 are really, really good. I agree with you. I think that there's um, there's a lot of skill at every level um, when it comes to the ACHA. I mean, we've talked about this several times. I think that that um, is pretty evident that you have a lot of different caliber of players that are now um, falling into big-time programs at the ACHA that they necessarily didn't get before. So I think for us, you know, we're in that same boat. Um, we want to recruit at a high level, get players from the North American Hockey League, um, or, you know, if you're lucky like ASU is, you get some players from the USHL level that, um, you know, they were on the team when Greg Powers won it a couple years back. So, you know, I think that the ultimate goal for every team in our league is always to get better. And when you're looking at the junior level and um, kind of scouting that area, you're going to see that there is a big difference between those tier one junior players and the tier two junior players. But there might not be such a big difference between, um, you know, a, a tier one player from the North American League or a tier one player from the BCHL. So I want to ask you this. Uh, you talk about those differences. And as a coach, and certainly a coach at the ACHA level, uh, is there some – is there some? I know there is. But how much can you actually influence and make a player better? And, and here's my example. Um, we had uh, Elijah Bariga on uh, – Sunday night, and he was awesome, by the way. So, uh, But he was so honest and so straightforward. He said, hey, listen, uh, I had to come to UNLV because I liked the school, but I needed a credit, and I wanted to play at a competitive level, and then it earned him a scholarship with AIC. But when you're trying to do this uh, as a coach, how much can you improve a player that's, say, 18 to 22 years old? For us, I think it's more about turning them in like, – maturity is the biggest thing for us. So not only teaching them on the ice how to get better, but teaching them how to mature as an individual and as a man. Um, so getting better in that aspect of it will translate onto the ice. So when we're talking about good habits, getting to bed on time, making sure that you, you know, you have your hours for studying, you have your hours for practice, you have your workout hours, and then, you know, you have your free time that you want to manage wisely as well. I think that that's going to help translate into turning our players from junior hockey players uh, into good college players into hopefully pros one day. Because when you become a professional, you don't necessarily have anybody pushing you. You know, it's going to be you and how you handle your day-to-day -day life and how you allocate your time. So if we're going to try and get them better, it's all about time management. And then as far as on the ice goes, you know, we believe that we're able to get as much ice time as, as any team in the ACHA where we're practicing, you know, three, four days a week with, with pregame skates um, also twice in the gym, too, so we're trying to help them physically mature, get bigger and stronger, um, working with the nutritionist, working with our trainer. I think when you look at those things, it all adds up. So you, when it's all encompassing on the ice and off the ice. 
Well, you know the strength of uh, of Minot State, and I had a chance to visit with Wade Regeer after the semifinal games of the tournament. And uh, I, you know, Wade and I know each other pretty well, so we, we kind of cut through the chit chat. And I said, "Hey, I got five things I want to ask you." And I said, "These are things that I noticed. Tell me if I'm right or wrong." I said, "I watched your team take away time and space. Number one, I watched your team crash in that really hard. I watched your team through the lens of a camera." that told me that most of the time you guys were in the right position. I watched your team break out. And finally, I watched your team keep the opponent wide, which was their formula to success. And, and Wade will be the first to tell you that they don't score a lot of goals, so they have to play good defense. So uh, how, how does that structure fit in at UNLV? Well, first of all, Wade does a great job. He's an unbelievable coach. He really gets his players to, to buy in. Um, their systems are going to differentiate a little bit. I think, uh, I think Marshy has joined us. <laughs> Marshy, Marshy, you might want to mute it. <laughs> oh, am I unmuted? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you're, and you're loud. I can hear the music behind you. So hold on. A yeah. Minute. Nick yeah. Nick is answering a question here in a minute. Oh, well, shoot. All right, Nick, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No, no, no. It's uh, it's all good. I'm glad he's able it's to Live play. action. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, just to answer your question, though, I mean, Wade does a great job. His players buy into their system year in and year out, and his system doesn't really change. I think uh, each program is uh, a little bit different. Um, you know, obviously, I was fortunate enough to watch some games at the ACHA tournament as well. And you can see that when you're looking at the top four teams, they all had a different way of how they built their team. You know, obviously, Minot was very tough. Um, they're physical. They're in your face. And then you look at a team maybe like Adrian, who's – very, very skilled, uh, maybe not as physical, but, you know, they want to play the puck possession game, get up and down the ice quickly, score as many goals, obviously, as possible. So it really just depends on um, on what you want to do. I mean, obviously, at us, at UNLV, I think uh, in years past, we've always had a lot of skill, um, definitely been one of the faster teams, but maybe not have had that size and grit to put us over the top in, in the national tournament where you really need it. So it comes down to recruiting, and I think that last year and then currently this year we're doing a good job of trying to find those players who are going to be a good fit, um, both physically and um, you know hockey IQ-wise as well. But we know we need to get a little bit bigger, get a little bit tougher in order to, to play with some of those teams, including Minot. Uh, but our, our basically our philosophy is still the same. You know, we... Hi, Liz, Nick. Hello. Oh, I still got you. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I, I just basically our philosophy is we really want to find guys that can skate and get up and down the ice. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um. So so let me tell you two things. Uh, get your comment on two your comment on two things. things. First of all, we're oh, I'm feeding back somewhere. Oh, it's coming back. Okay. We're bouncing around here all over the place, but um. So in your uh. In your senior scrimmage, how how surprised were you of Saxy to wind up that, that slap shot and just blow it over the shoulder? You know, he actually told me he was going to do that. Um, <laughs> he looked at me on the bench and said, should I just shoot a slap shot? I said, Sax, you do whatever you got to do to put the puck in the net. I don't care what you do. And he, so he, <laughs> he skated down, and he had a nice little uh, kind of angle on the goalie and, you know, a great shot. I mean, we're going we're gonna to miss that kid and, Pretty much all he brings to the table, so it was uh, it was a fun way for him to end it. Uh, you know, and the other thing, and we talked about this before you came on, but but uh, the attention that that drew on a Friday night uh, in April from around the hockey world at all levels, everybody was talking about it. Your little video clip was out everywhere. I'm sure you've heard from hundreds of people about it, and of course that that starts in numbers again. Let's start pushing UNLV to NCAA. Let's make it happen tomorrow. We know how difficult that is. So I'm not even ask you about that right now. I'm going to ask you about Lindenwood. Are you excited that Lindenwood is making that jump? Is that is that a positive thing for the ACHA? It is, and hopefully they can still keep their ACHA program um, intact and hope preferably at the D1 level, I like care Arizona State is done because I do think that they're a great asset to our league, very similar to Arizona State, so you, you'd hate to lose them. Uh, but it always is great to see the teams making that jump from ACHA to, to NCAA hockey. Um, you know, Obviously, they've been an established program for a le very long time, and now they have an arena, and um, their school is uh, was on board with it. So 
you know, obviously for us, we want we uh, we want to get there one day, and hopefully it's sooner than later. Uh, but they they did it the right way, and you know they had a great program at the ACHA level, and it's translated well. It's uh, I'm sure it's going to translate well into NCAA hockey. You know, and then my final question for you, and then I'll see if Stephen can come on with uh, with one without blowing his ears out. Uh, but but um, when, when I looked at everything, and Coach Powers has said that this NCAA extra season rule is going to make for about a five-year washout as far as getting players through it. There's going to be an abundance of players. And last night on our college hockey show, we had the head coach from Alaska Anchorage on, and they're trying to save their program up there. And I said, you know, I think you need to save that program just to give 25 or more blockers to uh, NCAA caliber players, NCAA caliber players. So when I say that to you, um, is the ACHA a spot where maybe some of the guys that have aged out of junior or uh, lost their spot because some senior came back at an NCAA, is that an option uh, for players or not really? So we're going to have some players come back next year. Um, you know, I think for us it's a little bit different since they're if they've graduated, you know, they still have to take classes. Um, so if they've graduated, maybe they're going to go back and get a minor um, or they're going to take some extra classes to help boost their GPA for grad school. But I don't think, you know, of the players we have coming back, nobody's necessarily just taking some classes to play. So it is a little bit different from from our standards than probably the NCAA level. But similar to probably what Greg said, I mean, there is definitely going to be um, limited roster spots I would say at all levels, I mean, including our team, you know, in years past, normally we have seven, eight, nine guys, maybe we're recruiting and this year. It's really like five. So four. So you're, you are losing roster spots that way. Um, I think that there's a lot of seniors who feel like they have unfinished business, especially at the ACHA level. So if they're going to, if they're able to, to take that extra year, I'm certain you're going to see that with a, with a lot of different programs. Okay. Steven, you got one that we can, you can get in there without uh, blowing your eardrums out. <laughs> yeah, we'll try that real quick. Um, I don't know if you asked this earlier, but I just wanted to ask, um, you know, it was a very competitive scrimmage, and uh, I know you, Nick, and Anthony are very competitive people, so w there was there was a determination to win, right, in this scrimmage? Yeah, always. I think, uh, you know, Anthony and I, obviously, we've known each other for a long time. Um, we are both very competitive. We drafted these teams. So I think that when you're looking at it and I draft one team, he drafts the other, you want to be the guy at the end of the night that says, well, at least I drafted right. Um, so I think it, it was just uh, – it was all in good fun. Okay, so what lies ahead for you guys now? And I'll let you go on that one. Tell us about Rebel Hockey and what's, what's going on between now and the start of next season, which we hope will be as close to normal as possible. For us right now, it's, uh, you know, we have our prospect camp coming up in two weeks at City National Arena. You know, we have 20 – 20 players signed up for that already, so that's going to be a, a really fun event for us. We're going to be able to have some of our guys come out and uh, give the opportunity for the prospects to, you know, show what they got. Uh, but recruiting is really big the next, I would say, two months, making sure we find the, the right guys. Um, also, always fundraising. So when we look at, um, you know, our golf tournament coming up again in August, we want to make that bigger and better and, and uh, make even more money there. Uh, but we, we also want to make sure with fans back in the building that we're looking to sell some sponsorship stuff and um, find the right people for that. And, you know, it all comes down to players and money. <laughs> yeah, doesn't let, it ever. Let me jump in real quick, Scott. Let me ask Nick this. We, we, we didn't get to see it this season. I know a lot, this, this season you guys were going to do a midnight game. Is that something that you're going to try to plan on doing uh, this upcoming season? Yeah, that's still definitely a plan. And I think that would be uh, a really fun event. For our fans, especially in a city like Las Vegas, that never sleeps. So I can only imagine, I feel like we're going to draw very well for that.
Steven, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I was talking muted now. I was... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I want to thank Nick for joining us because it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. And I know your situation. You're, you're live at Bakersfield. Just tell us what's going to happen tonight uh, between Bakersfield and Henderson if you can. Well, I, I think it's going to be a great game because uh, Bakersfield's come into this game. They've lost their last game uh, at San Jose. Of course, the, the Silver Knights have come up, come up with a really um, big win in overtime in Irvine against San Diego. they got to get this. It's weird COVID year. San Diego, but they're playing in Irvine. Ontario, they've been playing in El Segundo. Bakersfield's playing in the arena, so that's good. And they have fans. They have some fans. I see some fans sitting down at the seats. I'm way at the top of 211, or 212, I think. Yep, and there's some fans in the seats here, so it's good to see. But... Uh, but it's going to be a big game because, uh, you know, we don't know what the playoff situation is going to be. I was just talking to Brian McCormick here, who I just met for the first time in person. And, uh, you know, he was saying that uh, maybe a week or so we might know something from the AHL on a playoff situation. But, uh, but in the meantime, you know, you, you still want to win the division. And the Silver Knights are number one. The Condors are number two. Uh, San Diego's got more points, but, but because there's going to be an imbalance of games played at the season's end, it's, it's going to come down to points percentage. So... So Silver Knights and the Condors are right at the top one and two. So this is a big game, and and they play each other three more times after this back in in, in Las Vegas. So it's going to be a it's going to be an important game, but should should be a should be exciting. Maybe we'll see. A, I think we might see Oscar Dansk again. We'll have to see what happened. Um, if if you're not if you if you didn't know what happened on uh, Saturday, I think it was, they didn't have the um, um, Thompson was unavailable and Patera was in that but the backup was Fred Brathwaite the uh, the goal the goalie guard. so that, that was pretty that was pretty cool just another side of this strange COVID season and, and you see things like that it's it's been weird but that, that was a cool that that got some play on social media too that was really cool too but he, they didn't need him thank you know maybe that's good maybe that's bad I don't know but <laughs> no I think it was good I think Fred is good thank even you. though they even though they still lost the game though but they didn't need to put him in there so <laughs> all right kind of wrap things up. I don't know if you want to try to do your read from there or if uh, you just want to say goodnight. Well, I, I got it here, so let's let's try okay. it. People don't mind a little background music. Here we go. Yeah, give it a try. As long as you're talking, we mute it up. Okay. Uh, Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey has presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Also brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for Business that America's been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey, come to Greater St. Louis and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. By OxyPal, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By Summer Skates, doesn't matter what season, we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona by M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line. Serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey Southwest podcasts are live on the Podbean app. They just come out for warm-ups, by the way. Available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University. And Maryville Hockey is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. I need to get off so people can go and turn them to Brian McCormick on 1230 of the game so they can hear his pregame show, which is just getting started in just a minute here. So. <laughs> All right, Steven. Okay. You'll be able to hear me. We can hear somebody. Okay, we're back. <laughs> uh, it's live, folks. We love it. We we do it. We're everywhere. Uh, Stephen in Bakersfield. I'm in Plano. We'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro, and we'll ask you to tune in Sunday night for College Hockey Southwest Live. We're going to have another great guest and talk more college hockey. Good night, everybody. <laughs>